I'm going to kick this off by saying day in the life for me could not start without me saying that I've got a morning routine. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Found Podcast, and this is a most requested one, a day in the life. So I've had a lot of requests for people interested in like really what my week and days look like from a bird's eye view and nitty gritty perspective in terms of how I spend my time, how much time I'm spending in project work with clients, team, you name it, especially considering that I run a multifaceted, multidisciplinary business. So... I am super excited to dive into this with you today, and I'm kind of just going to run through really what it looks like to both run a micro boutique copywriting agency alongside a coaching and an education platform for copywriters and other small business owners, and how I kind of fit it all in and structure my weeks to best suit me and the business and the clients and the team. So without further ado, let's get into it. Now, I'm going to kick this off by saying day in the life for me could not start without me saying that I've got a morning routine. And now I know this is a contentious topic. Some people are so pro morning routine and some people are so against. I will say you do you. This is an example of how I spend my days and my weeks to effectively run my business and have a good work-life balance so that I enjoy it and I can live life while I'm also running this company. However, this might not plug and play into your life. So take what is helpful, leave what is not, and make it your own. So I will say, I did not used to be a morning routine person in the past, and I actually feel like it was a big detriment to me. I thought that I didn't need it or that it wouldn't really work with how I wanted to work throughout my day. And now I can tell you after having a consistent routine for the past year and a half, almost two years, it has been a huge game changer in not only my like productivity and the way that I jump into the business in the morning, but my actual peace of mind and my mental health and just my own personal sanity. So let me get into that a little bit first. My morning routine looks like me first waking up and doing some form of exercise. So before I eat breakfast, usually Dale and I get up around the same time. He's making a smoothie or I'm making a smoothie. I drink half of it. This is like literally just to fuel the next activity. And then I either A, do yoga, B, go on a 5K walk on the beach, or C, I hit the gym. And it's a pretty good mix between the three, usually a little more heavy on the walk in the gym than yoga, but it just depends on what I feel like that morning. But I do make sure to go and do weight training a few times a week. So I go and I do some exercise, and this is so key in setting up my day. 
I can't remember whose podcast I was listening to lately, but somebody somebody said that their mentor said to them, do you want to make X amount of money this year? And they're like, yes, yes, of course I do. And they said, work out, go to the gym, have a consistent routine. And it's because it's scientifically proven to boost your mood, right? Give you that endorphin rush, allow you to get that clarity that you need and burn off those stress hormones. And I can say this is the best thing for me in the morning personally. So I need to get movement in. If I don't, I feel like I've got cabin fever and I cannot sit in the house all day. So I go get my movement in. This usually does include me doing weight training at the gym, like I said, using my sweat app or going to the beach. Now, in either case, I am also at the same time listening to some of my favorite podcasts and just like getting either inspired or downloading new thought perspectives, ideas, you name it. It just gets me in the zone and just jazzed up and ready to start the day. So after that, I come home and that's when I finish breakfast, usually an oatmeal and smoothie on top, which some people think is weird, but oh, don't knock it until you try it. It's so freaking good. And while I'm doing this, I'm reading my book, which is usually fiction. So right now I'm reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. It lets me just step out of the real world and go and have a little bit of a mental break. And I will say up until this point, and this is the most important thing that I do in the morning, it's not the gym, it's not eating, it's not what time I get up in the morning, it is not looking at my phone. Up until this point, I have not looked at my phone other than for my workout app, that is it. And to choose my podcast, that is it. I do not go on Instagram, I don't check messages from anybody, friends, family, clients, emails. I do not look at any of it and I have notifications off. So if you are a friend of mine, you know that I really guard my personal mental space fiercely, especially when it comes to my phone. So I check messages just once or twice a day from friends and family. That's all. Um, You're lucky if I do get back to you in the same day because it's important to me to just like live more in the moment. And because so much of our like entrepreneurial journey is online. I just don't want to have so much screen time. So that said, this has been such a pivotal change in, and I've done this consistently, I think for the last two years now, and it has just been such a beautiful part of my day where I've got this protected time and it's like just such a nice safe space. So if you haven't tried this, I encourage you to do this. And it actually starts with me from the night before. So I'll kind of detail that at the end of this episode and like make a nice full circle for you. But at this point in the morning, I've still not looked at my phone for anything other than the workout and the podcast. And after I enjoy some reading time, you name it, then I'll go and I'll get ready for the day. And then I'll hit my desk and get ready to work. Now, this is the second most important thing that I do. And this took years to learn, years to learn. And it's a muscle that I'm continuing to strengthen and flex and practice with. And that is sitting down at my desk and not being tempted to first open emails or first look at contacts from anybody. And here is why. Most of the time, what happens when you go and you sit at your desk and you look at emails or you check Slack right away or you look at Vox or whatever, it leads you down a rabbit hole of answering other questions, solving other problems. And every email, every message can take you five to 30 minutes to answer depending on what is inside of it. Even if it's something that you don't have to actually physically go and do to respond, you literally just have to hit reply and type a couple of sentences. Just the brain power needed in order to think through the question they're asking, are you available? Let me check my calendar, all the things can start taking away from your day. 
and in my experience, cause you to start to have little thoughts in your head that take up space that you don't need throughout the rest of the day. They kind of take away from what you actually need to be focusing on. So I continue with the phone habit and also apply it to being on my laptop when I sit down at my desk. And this is the reason I want to have a clear headspace so that when I sit down in the morning, I can clearly map out what my most important task is. Now, usually I've done that the night before and I'll ha- I'll leave myself a note of the top things that I'm working on and I have like an extensive like ClickUp system for this. But at that point in the morning, I just want my quick three points of like, what are my top three priorities today? And I want to identify what is the hardest or most time-consuming task that I'm going to have today. And when I say hardest, I literally mean the thing that you are putting off and putting off and putting off. Like, What is the thing you're procrastinating on? What is the thing that you know would probably only take you half an hour or a couple of hours, yet still it's weeks later and it's still on your to-do list and you haven't gotten to it and you're avoiding it at all costs. That is what I define by the hardest thing because this is what, if you're a procrastinator like me, will continue to follow you and follow you. So the way that I have learned to work with this and actually make it my best task of the day is by putting it first. And I know this might sound like a dreaded task, but let me tell you what, if you do the hard things first in the morning and you say, okay, I'm not doing anything else. I'm not checking any messages. I'm not doing anything until I complete this, or I get to this point in this project or whatever that is, then you feel so damn accomplished and you are able to take on anything once you get that done. If you start with everything else and you do the messages and you do the Slack and you, you know, go into ClickUp and you do these little tasks here and there and, oh, let me write an Instagram post. If you faff around with all of that shit all day and look and look and look at your to-do list and see the big thing on there, but you keep filling your time with the small, what Dale likes to call click tasks, you are never going to get to the big thing. It is going to follow you around like a freaking haunted ghost and you are going to hate it and you're going to resent it and you're going to resent yourself at the end of the day and say, oh, I didn't get this thing done. And then that's when we give ourselves so much entrepreneurial guilt. I say this from experience, years of experience. And I have learned that doing the hardest thing first in the morning is the best way to set myself up for success. So I jump in, I do that hard thing, whatever that is. And not every day has a hard thing, but just if there are big things on my plate, then I'll do that first in the morning. And then when I'm done with that, it is the best feeling because I've now completed the hardest thing. And how good is it to go through the rest of the day knowing you already did the trickiest thing of the day? It feels so damn relieving. If you have not tried this, I highly encourage you to do so. It is a game changer. All right. So after I do the hardest thing, then that's usually when I'll check in with team and clients and I'll jump into actual communication and see if somebody needs something from me right away. So for me, this looks like a couple of different things. I do run a multifaceted business. So we've got the boutique copy agency, the Casey Copy Studio, and it's me and a couple of junior copywriters working within the studio. We used to have three. Now we've got two junior copywriters in the studio as we've decreased our studio capacity. And then I've also got my coaching clients. So within my mastermind, Freedom Found Collective, And I've also got then our wider community of students who purchase courses, products, you name it, who might need something from me. It might pop into the inbox with me or my team. So the way that I like to think about this is first, do the hard things because that's what you need. Okay, this is what you need in the morning is your personal morning time and then doing the hard things when you sit at your desk. Then three things follow. First, team. 
then clients, then your audience. And I think that this is where people get it swapped around and people put audience first and then team and then clients or clients first and then team and then audience. And the reason I think that it's essential to have team first, clients, and then audience next is because of this. You're not going to be able to give your clients the best possible experience if you don't support your team in allowing them to help you do that. So if you say your clients are above your team, that means that your clients are actually not going to get the best experience all the time because your team is secondary and your team is likely supporting your clients with you, right? Likely supporting the business as you are supporting the clients. So if you're putting your team second, that means you're actually putting your clients second because your team is there to directly support your clients. So team comes first. You can't have a business and you can't have clients without you and without your team. And if you are the only person on your team right now, that is just fine. Then you need to prioritize yourself and say, okay, sit down, mini meeting. What am I doing today? Okay, what do I need from me today? If it is more than just you and your business, that's when you say, okay, how can I help you? How can I support you in your role? What do you need from me to do your role effectively today? Where and how can I get back to you in the most efficient way possible? Then once you've got the team covered, then it's like, okay, great. Now let me move on to clients. How can I support them wholeheartedly? And this looks differently depending on the day for me. So I'll jump into this in just a moment. And then after you are there for your clients, then it goes to audience. And I think so many people get this flipped around and you'll see people jump on Instagram first thing in the day before they talk to their clients, before they prioritize their clients. And they end up at the end of the day, not having enough time because they spent X number of hours like creating reels and you know, you name it. And then at the end of the day, they're serving their audience more than their clients. You need to protect who is already in your world You need to support them wholeheartedly. And I love you guys so, so much, but my clients and my team are always gonna come before me creating content because that's the healthy hierarchy of the business for me to be able to make sure that everybody gets what they need. So then audience comes next. Then it's like, okay, content creation or DMs or whatever that looks like there. So if you structure your day, you can hit all three and you can do all three justice. All three justice. It depends on your season, of course. There's always ebbs and flows and things, you know, as I say. All right, so I prioritize things, teams, clients, audience. Now, in terms of actual structure of my week and running a multidisciplinary business model, this is the way that I structure it. And this is loose. I like to be flexible, but I like to have a plan. So I do have a structure to my week. So we usually have our team meetings. We used to have them on Mondays. We've switched them to Tuesdays and we like that much better so that we can feel like, okay, Monday morning isn't like, oh, geez, we've got this whole list of things. What are we doing? Monday, now we're able to get into a rhythm personally and then jump into our team meetings on Tuesdays and say, okay, here's where we are. It's a more efficient way for us to look at the week ahead going around to the next Monday. And alongside meetings on Tuesdays, I'm actually scheduling most of my other meetings on Tuesdays as well. So if I do podcast interviews, if I have uh, sales calls or anything like that, then it's happening on a Tuesday. The only other time that I'm doing calls is if I have client calls and they get other priority spots on my calendar later in the week. So I like to put anything call-wise on a Tuesday or usually a Thursday later in the week. So that's when we structure our team time, our active team time. We also do team check-ins later in the week. And then at the very start of the week for the copy studio, I like to structure our kickoff calls for projects then. So we touch base with studio clients then throughout the weeks, depending on what the project is, the nature of it, and how long that is. And then I have set days during the week to review copy. So as I work with my team 
and we work on different parts of the project and I'm overseeing direction and messaging and revisions, then I come in and support at different parts in the project when needed. And this is like all very structured and formulaic. We've really got this down to a T now because we've been doing it for so long together. So we dive into different aspects of the project together at certain dedicated times during the week. And I think that this is Another thing that has helped me over time running a multidisciplinary business and that I recommend you do as well if you are working with any junior staffers, junior copywriters, designers, anybody on your team is starting to really structure what your week looks like in terms of when things need to be to you by, when they can expect to get feedback from you, when you have dedicated time together project-wise because the worst thing and what causes a lot of either scope creep or drag during projects is not having clear outlined boundaries or timelines. So this is really, really essential. So yeah, nailing this process has just helped us be super efficient in how we serve our clients. And then later in the week is when I support coaching clients live on calls together. So there's a bit of an overlap and an ebb and flow between the sides of the business here. And it really comes down to creating a schedule that's like super unique to you, what you need as a CEO, and then what your team needs next, and then what your clients need to provide the absolute best service to them possible, and then layering in the other facets of the business. So that might be admin, marketing, being able to have touch points with your audience, and making sure that those have their dedicated time. But first and foremost, you are able to prioritize your clients and your team that are in your sphere already. And I think that when you can do this, then you start to have this super well-oiled machine and you have this dedicated time then to be able to create marketing assets, to be able to pour into your community, to answer DMs and all of that good stuff. So instead of thinking that you have to do all the upfront marketing, unless you're in a space right now where you're like, well, I just need a client. If that's the case, yes, you market, you do all the lead acquisition, and then you can like shift up your schedule in the future to serve your clients when you've got your lead acquisition down. But if right now you've got the clients coming in, but you're still spending all this time marketing all the time, I would make sure that you're also prioritizing the service and the experience that you're giving to your existing clients and your team so that you can then prioritize their relationship with you, making sure that you're delivering on what you've promised and create more of this atmosphere that's going to encourage repeat referral business and then layering in the outside marketing on top of that. It is a lot to start to manage all the things in the business. You know this, you're listening to this. I will say, and this is what's working for me right now. And I always am ready to continue to evolve it over time and make sure that it's working for the season that I'm currently in. So when we're in a busier season in the business, then some things look completely different. And, you know, my team knows we might throw certain things out the window and readjust according to a busy season. But this is really a staple that we come back to. And for me personally, because it allows me to have consistency in my morning routine every single day, making sure I'm prioritizing myself and then prioritizing the different areas of the business that I need to. And then at the end of the day, when I'm all done, usually that means that Dale and I are going to have like a dinner date together. Maybe we're going to read, play piano, something to that effect. And at the end of the day, this is what I wanted to tell you phone-wise, how you set yourself up for success the next morning. I do not look at my phone, work messages, anything after I leave my office. So when I'm done for the day, I'm done for the day. And then I give my phone to Dale when we go to bed and he puts it on his nightstand and he plugs it in. So I don't even have it like charging on my side just because I want that space away from it. And he'll just plug it in on his side of the bed. 
I'll have my alarm set, all good to go, and I don't even have to start thinking about what's on my calendar the next morning or what's on docket or anything, and that's just like the best feeling. I love it. I'm able to start my day super fresh, and I encourage you to try this, going from like evening, like when you leave your office, to then the next morning, like after your morning routine, not touching your phone, not going on social. That mental space helps me in so many ways, personally and professionally, but especially personally, I just love it. And then professionally, it gives me that perspective and allows me to just have a little bit more white space in my days. So I hope that this has been insightful, maybe just giving you a new perspective of the way that you can, you know, make things work. Remember, it's all personal to you. So just because this is the way I do it doesn't mean that that's the way you need to do it. But I hope that there are tidbits that you can take and apply to you know, the way that you're running your days and your weeks and just allow you to have some more space and time and create some boundaries or new strategies to just maximize the way that you're going through the week. And ironically, at this time, we are actually taking a month off. So we're not even in office right now. We are road tripping around the US. I think this might be like the fifth month of travel we've had in the last year. It's crazy. Let me know if you are interested in an episode around planning for time off and how to create and take so many trips in a year. I would be happy to share how we do that. And I hope you just have a beautiful rest of your week. I will talk to you soon. Catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for being a loyal Freedom Found podcast listener. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would pass this on to a friend. This is how we can help support each other and get this message out to more women that might be waiting right now to hear a message just like this. So you can go and share this with your business best friend right now or head on over to leave us a five-star review. Your small gesture really does mean more than you know. Thank you so, so much. Love you lots and I'll catch you next time.